0: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Megan has been on me to take a look at some other sci fi series. So she has prevailed, and we will take up the 11 episodes, I think, of Firefly. It's a little bit different than uh, anything we've done before, certainly not MCU, Star Trek, Star Wars, or any of those classic science fiction shows. But we're going to give it a shot. It is uh, Western in space, so I'm really excited to do this series with her. So, in this episode, we take up war stories. We begin this episode with an interesting discussion of philosophy by the preacher, which rears its head in a very ugly way later in the episode. But wash. Is angry that Zoe and Mal seem to have an unshakable bond as war veterans, and he demands to take her place on a seemingly routine mission. Mal begrudgingly allows Wash to go along, and as you can imagine, things do not go well. They are captured by Niska out to restore his reputation after they fail to complete the robbery they commissioned in episode two, The Train Job. Zoe gathers up all of the money the crew has from the sale of the drugs from the prior episode, but she only has enough money to rant, pay the ransom for one of them. And of course, she unhesitatingly chooses Wash. The crew band together to rescue Mal in a wonderfully exciting, action-packed sequence. And even the preacher gets involved kneecapping several of the guards. There's also a subplot with Inara, which Megan really enjoyed and has some very interesting components of a counselor's relationship. All in all, a great, rollicking, fun episode, but it has some fairly disturbing torture scenes. And now, Megan Doherty joins us. Megan, War Stories, episode 10, where do you want to start?
1: Oh, rough episode. So let's start with what's shiny and happy and nice about the episode. The story this week opens with the team on Serenity enjoying the fruits of their criminal labors. For perhaps the first time, everyone is flush with cash. Jane is incomprehensibly being very generous with his I thought it was interesting that the treat of fresh apples was like this extraordinary, lovely luxury. And I think that really is a good example of the world that they're living in. But everyone's having a good time. Everyone's happy. All is well. Inara is planning for a special guest visitor who's going to be coming aboard the Serenity. And all seems right in the world for the moment.
0: The special visitor. That that whole sort of subplot I thought was extraordinarily cool because she wanted to have a... Basically, a a private ceremony where the woman involved, uh, or excuse me, the guest involved came on, and they went directly to their cabin without prying eyes, and of course, that was never going to happen.
1: There were prying eyes.
0: There were prying eyes. Now, the prying eyes didn't see anything other than who the guest was, and which which was enough.
1: For the speculation to begin.
0: And... What did you think about our guest?
1: They were lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were delightful. I'm sure this was not the counselor's first time working under the assumption that she would be a man. So I thought it was lovely. I thought the conversation she and Inara had was really nice about how sometimes it is just nice to not have to deal with the company of men. I like that Inara pointed out most of her clientele is male, but not all the time. And I bet they just had a great time.
0: Did you feel like in any way the guest or the counselor actually preferred the company of women and had to put up the front of being a heterosexual? Did that enter at all?
1: I don't know in the universe. Like, it's hard to tell how they were playing it because there was the ha-ha lesbian sex, how exciting, like, I'll go to my bunk sort of thing happening, and everyone was shocked and surprised. So I don't know how, I guess, common... Queerness is in the verse. It was I mean, it's more... certainly available for hire, but I don't
0: know if... It wasn't so much that it was the guest or the counselor, was she inclined to want to be with a woman, but because oh, of her so. position, she couldn't. Not that she was just tired of being pawed over by men all the time.
1: I like to think that in the far future, there can be a lesbian politician and it's not a big deal, but... It's not a very nice future they're positing. So maybe she does have to keep up a front. <laughs> and I think both could be plausible.
0: But this is all really the subplot. Yeah. But, so we have to get to the main plot. Yeah. And <laughs> the main plot is that they are going to sell some of the drugs. And they go to the planet surface to sell some of the drugs. And they're met by the purchasers. And we see the ominous red dot. On one of the purchasers forehead and mal immediately knows what that means hits the deck and the three purchasers are killed you want to pick it up from there
1: yeah because we we know by whom they've been killed it is the return of niska the formidable russian gangster that we met in i think the second or third episode train job they did not complete the work and they did send one of niska's treasured companions through an engine turbine so there's a little bad blood there And unfortunately, Mal and Wash, oh, and we should talk about why Wash is on this mission instead of Zoe, are captured by the gangster who has a proven reputation for hideously violent torture. Not so fun. But yeah, let's talk about why Wash is there for a second, because Wash and Zoe had an interesting interlude right before this. Yeah, It was one of the first times we've really seen serious conflict in their relationship about something that you've pointed out before, the relationship between Zoe and Mal. And Wash expresses his jealousy that Ellen and Zoe are so close and they have all these stories together and they're bonding and that he doesn't feel like he's being taken seriously as a contributor to the crew, which I think was his real issue rather than actual
0: jealousy. What was your, yeah. See, I thought it was just based jealousy. I don't think Uh, it was just
1: based jealousy. Yeah, I think it was about his role in the crew. And I think he felt that everyone takes Zoe more seriously than him. But he is a person whose contributions are worthy as well. That's how I
0: read it. They should take Zoe more seriously. He's a teenage boy, and she's a woman, first of all. Two, I've never met a pilot who wasn't the cockiest bastard on the ship. So
1: Wash is so sweet.
0: He is sweet, but he's a pilot, and he's a good pilot. And I've just never seen a pilot not believe that their contribution was the most important because, hey, I'm the pilot. I really thought it was almost just this teenage boy puppy dog oh my wife my girlfriend my friend is close to another boy male man and i'm gonna get in between and show them
1: yeah i read it as more as him being like no i'm as good as my wife and (laughs) i want people to see that i think that's why he wanted to go with mal instead of asking zoe not to come and send jane instead because he wanted it to be him
0: as in almost every TV movie story: When the non-fighting member of the crew goes on a mission, it all goes very badly, and <laughs>
1: they must not have movies in the future.
0: <laughs> and it does go very badly. Let's talk about Niska for a moment, because we didn't talk about the actual start of this episode, and that's with the preacher, and I think he's with Mal or Simon. Was right. Simon yeah and they're discussing basically the philosophy of torture and yeah,
1: it's the, the art of war they were talking about I'm quoting.
0: and it turns out Niska's a fan of this book and niska does not engage in torture simply to cause pain and he doesn't do it simply to make sure his enemies know what he's made of although that's part of it for him it's almost an intellectual exercise to see how far someone will go or how far he can go and uh when you have that kind of torture you have much worse torture <laughs> because they don't have a defined goal they want to get to the bottom and they're going to go all the way They say and it's about the
1: journey not the destination
0: exactly <laughs> it's all about the journey and most torturers have a destination in mind. And we have some fairly graphic, I thought, for television torture scenes in this. And then Zoe, they I can't remember how they find out Niska has them, but Zoe gets everyone's money together to ransom both, she There's
1: thinks. And not even a word of complaint from anyone. Not even Jane.
0: No. And um. she... Now, do you think she didn't have enough money or Niska was never going to give up Mal?
1: Oh, he was never going to give up both of them. But right. I thought The really interesting moment, like right before Zoe came in charging with her gift basket of cash, is I loved what how Mal was trying to talk Wash through the torture. And he was trying to make him mad by saying all of these things that are presumably Wash's worst fears. Oh, Zoe and I, yeah, all so great. But anyway, he was just goading him to try and keep him conscious. And I just thought that was so sweet and so kind under this... Horrible rapping, but I I loved that. And, uh, of course, the amount of money would never have been enough for Niska, because, that's again, you say that's not the point, really. It's not outcome-focused. He didn't just want money. But he thought he would have some fun with Zoe, too, by forcing her to choose between these two men that she loved. And she's just like, nope, husband. No question. Husband.
0: (laughs) And that was really the end stone for me around this jealousy in what I saw from Wash, because the difference in maturity between Zoe and Wash... And the difference in a male and a female, while he's worried about, oh, my wife has a male friend, she's oh, him. That doesn't even There's flinch. no choice to make. No yeah. choice There's to no. make. And she took without reservation. Sorry, Mal, got you on the flip. And I don't Have know, nice that death. just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So she gets her husband, she gets washed, she goes back and gets on board and she decides she wants to go back and rescue Mal.
1: Wash decides.
0: Wash decides. Right. Wash
1: decides. He's just, nope, he got me through the torture, then you save me, we are going to get our captain. Oh,
0: and, God, of God, course, God. the whole crew takes up arms.
1: When they're all taking up arms together, and even little Kaylee, who's so afraid of guns. Oh. Ugh.
0: <laughs> and, of course, I love the preacher, because he knows his way around guns
1: he had a great line too and someone says isn't there something in the bible about not taking life absolutely but it's considerably less clear on kneecaps
0: (laughs) exactly
1: Uh, yes lawyering the bible i love it
0: (laughs) yep so we really have some great action in the uh, rescue and of course they do get mal and niska buys it it was all just a great sort of ending scene everybody gets involved i think I can't remember, did Zoe actually ever fire her gun or did it cut away to the preacher who killed the person who was about to shoot her?
1: I think it cut away to the preacher, but I think almost everyone got some good shots in, except Kaylee, quite notably. Right. There were three, I guess, guards or whatever coming towards her, coming towards the ship, and Kaylee just couldn't bring herself to do it. She couldn't bring herself to shoot the weapon. She is the definition of a lover, not a fighter. And so (laughs) River comes up out of nowhere takes the gun turns away and shoots them all one by one flawlessly and then no explanation is ever given but kaylee becomes very afraid of river that was a Um, great ending to the battle
0: now there was uh, fortunately i've forgotten something because i made a mental note of that scene and river said something
1: no power in the verse can stop me
0: and i interpreted that to actually mean a positive which was that she had a sort of an ESP ability or a sense ability or an ability, we've seen her ability to read thoughts. But I'm watching a series on the science of science fiction, and maybe it's not her ability to read thoughts, but that there's a class of people that actually can communicate through thoughts, and maybe she's one of those. So the ability she showed, and it was stunning, and it was all of three seconds when she says that and does it. Yeah, exactly. That I actually thought we're seeing her power come to light in a way we hadn't seen before. And I didn't think think it was a negative. Nothing could stop me. I thought it was a positive. This is what I can do when I have to.
1: I had a slightly different take on the phrase. I thought that because she was modified, she was tested on. And all these things happen to her. I think somewhere deep within her is an awareness of what she has been turned into. And I don't think, I don't think he knows it in her, like her conscious mind, but I think it's there. And I think when it comes out and she gets these little drips of awareness of what she has become, I think that's where that came from. And uh, ooh, oh, it's just, watching her move, the actress is so beautiful. Like every movement is like a dance. She has that training, but oh, she's just wonderful to watch.
0: You're absolutely right. It is. I was going to say it was almost choreographed, but yeah, I don't think it is. I think it's just the way she can yeah. move. Yeah. Anyway, whenever the cavalry comes to the rescue, of course, <laughs> as a Westerner, I appreciate that. So the cavalry came, rescued Mal, gets him back together, and we're off for further adventures.
1: There was one a kind of delightful ending scene that I thought was just so fun. And I think it really, for me, it solidified. One of my favorite things about the relationship between Zoe and Mal is their complete and utter lack of sexual or romantic chemistry. There's none. Like, they are friends, they are war buddies, they are colleagues, there's great mutual respect, but there's no spark of attraction there whatsoever. But calling back to the torture scene, Mal decides to poke a little fun now that everyone is safe and, Zoe, we are going to have to do it. And it is our duty, sir. And they hit this super awkward hug thing and then Zoe and Wash run off. But I I just thought that was a really funny scene and I just, I, I wanted to mention how much, it's so nice to see platonic or professional relationships between people like that without like third wheel or three-way romantic problems are so boring in television. I just love that they chose not to go that direction and instead do this.
0: I had a sense in this episode of a line or a series of lines from a Star Trek show, the original series City on the Edge of Forever, where they go back in time, Spock and Kirk go back in time, and Spock... Of course, excuse me, Kirk, of course, falls in love. And the Joan Collins is the, in the love interest. But at one point, she speculates they are not from around here. And the here is Chicago in the 1930s. And Spock says, where would you think we were from? And she looks at Spock and says, you at his side, as you've always been and as you'll always be. And I realize that's how I see Mal and Zoe, that he's not friend, he's not companion, he's captain, and she's lieutenant, and it's yes, sir, and even if she doesn't say it, she says it, yeah. and she, she views him as the commanding officer, and that can be a very defined, a very powerful relationship, even between men and women, where there's, as you said, no attraction sexually. And so I really felt like she belongs at his side, not in front of him, but at his side mm-hmm. as a subordinate officer, and Wash he can't understand that.
1: Yeah, and I think what Wash gained from this episode was a deep conviction in Zoe's love for him, and a better understanding of the relationship between Mel and Zoe. I think he starts he understands it a little bit more now, even if he knows he can't have it, and I just thought that was a really nice way to kind of make everyone feel good about their place on the boat.
0: It was a rollicking, fun episode, lots of action. It's pretty, pretty tough torture, but I really enjoyed this one. Oh, me too. We're at the end and I'm Tom Fox.
1: I'm Megan Doherty. See you next time.
0: This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this initial episode of Firefly. And I hope you'll join Megan and I for the entire season of Firefly episodes. Yes, 14 episodes over the next seven weeks. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to visiting with you next time.